we're back. Episode two here. Sorry, we're a little bit delayed. We're on a vacay. Welcome to North Carolina. <laughs> Welcome to the Outer Banks, y'all. Welcome to Bald Head Island. <laughs> we can't give too much information about our location or our fans will come and stalk us. Yeah, yeah I don't want that. I'm our just rabid do fan base. the entire podcast in a Thomas Ravenel <laughs> voice. <laughs> Oh, uh, yeah, that'll be great. Everybody's going to love it. Super authentic. Um, right, jump in? Yeah, jump in. Jump Hope in with both feet. we don't get eaten by a gator. There's a gator right behind us, guys, right Riding now. a shark. <laughs> that gator has some strong Waving a Confederate flag. <laughs> That's the real travesty, yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so let's jump into it just like Becca wants to jump in and just ride the wave. Right, you last time. I thought they were going to go on a surfing date. No, because she said she made a few references like that. No, just didn't go anywhere. Well, she uh, was on the beach. I mean, you said last week she was basic, but would a basic bitch go to Venice Beach and ride a bicycle around with a bike with a basket (laughs) on the front of of it? Bees, Becca with the bike, Becca with the basketed bike on the beach. (laughs) Say that four times fast. I can't. we get to the guys who are hanging out at the mansion. Yeah, saying it's really a blessing. They go out to the balcony and you just yell, Becca! Now, yeah! I was confused. Was she there or were they just yelling no, Becca and I for no say, reason? At this point in the show, if you're not making up a song and singing it about The Bachelorette, right. you're doing it wrong. Right, come on. That was no JoJo song. I will say JoJo is a lot easier to rhyme. Like Becca? Becca, yeah. Becca, I love the hecka out of you. Mm. Trebecca. <laughs> um, yeah, there's some material there. JoJo just rhymes with so many things. Plus, they had that songwriting talent there. Wasn't that um, James Taylor's season? They could have done an Umbrella Paradise. Becca, Ecca, A, A, A. Yeah, I really want to note, so Harrison... Uh, gives them some advice, which is, if and when you get time with Becca, take advantage of it. Thanks, Harrison. Thanks for the <laughs> insider tip. That is brand new information! I also noted that another insider tip that he gave was that the thing about Becca is that she's taking it serious, and if she doesn't feel something, she's going to send people home. She's going to send people home. This yeah. is a brand new setup. You're telling me The Bachelorette is sending people home? (laughs) Whoa, whoa, wait a minute. Though I think based on the comments we got last week, a lot of guys are surprised by this. The same (laughs) guys who said, whoa, there's more guys coming in here. I thought I was going to be the only one. I thought this was kind of a one-on-one thing. Or another moment, this is jumping ahead, but on the first group date, um, Lincoln... I mean, pretty much immediately, but that's what always happens. Like, takes Becca away, and Jordan is like, what the fuck, man? (laughs) What's the deal? What's happening? This is a group date, and Lincoln just comes in and gets solo time with her? (laughs) I just, some of these, some of these guys. We'll get to it. We'll get to it. We've got some to talk about. I wouldn't say a lot to talk about, but um, let's get in on it. Yeah, okay. So, Becca says she's ready for her big day. They are going on the first group group date she tells the guys that just like on her first date they're gonna get pampered so she said that Ari pampered her and she really liked that was that the pretty woman date where he yeah. ate like the crab so legs he had, yeah. <laughs> so Ari had a lot of seafood for himself but she got like she got to try on a bunch of beautiful gowns mm-hmm. and drink champagne and I do think that to a woman that's going to feel like pampering 
but the guy, she, so they walk in and they, she has um, tuxedos and shoes for the men to try on and champagne. And she's like, guys, this part is all about y'all. <laughs> I feel like what guy sees a tuxedo that he has to try on and is like, this is, this is so luxurious. Jordan. I love getting pampered. Jordan, one of the men there, I think, is the guy who wanted to be on that date. I just think pampering was the wrong word. The wrong word, yeah. I would say, because even if they were getting like massages or something, that that would be. You would like that. Yeah. But I feel like you are like our six year old when we shop. Like, you don't want to try stuff on. Sure, no. And all the (laughs) guys are like, this is amazing. Look at how good I look in this cummerbund. (laughs) Let me try on that cummerbund. And then Becca just sits back and watches the men undress. Undress. She said that she covered her eyes, but she had to peek yeah, just right. a little bit. She peeked definitely for Lincoln because she noted that he's a, quote, block of muscle. Block of muscle. But you also noted that he was a block of muscle. Well, as you said last episode, his, quote, unquote, thing was just doing sit-ups. Yes. So. Being a block of muscle. Yeah. Um, okay, so, but there's a twist, gang. They're not just getting pampered. Wait, I want to, before we get to the twist, um, I did note that Jordan, the male model, is on this date, and Becca asks him for some modeling hot tips. They're about as hot as Harrison's. <laughs> he tells her um, at the beginning of the day when you're getting dressed, before you put your pantyhose on, <laughs> you listening, Kate Middleton, since you're the only one who still wears pantyhose? Before you put your pantyhose or your shoes on, put your confidence on. Put your confidence on. First thing. Yeah, first thing. That's hot a tip. really hot tip. I also noted in a similar vein that something happens where Jordan references being a model and Becca's like, wait, you're a model? And he's like, yes, I am. Like, he'd been waiting for her to ask that. He's the kind of guy who will casually drop into conversation being a model. As a male model. Right. <laughs> As a male model, I know a lot about Benghazi, <laughs> whatever the topic happens to be. I know a lot about healthcare as a male model. All right, twist. Okay. Sure, twist. You want to reveal it? You've always been more well, the M. Night Shyamalan of the two of us. Shyamalan. <laughs> the first twist is that Brian and Rachel are there. Bigger twist, they're still together. <laughs> That's the huge twist. It really, I mean, it really is. Yeah. Anybody think that they were going to last this long? What is that? Although I mean, they're I coming say, on. The whole reason, not to drag up old demons, but the whole reason that Rachel said that she didn't want to choose Peter was because she didn't think she was going to be engaged at the end and she wanted to, like, hurry along and get married. Where's the wedding band, Rachel? Good point. Good point. Yeah, if you were really that gung ho uh, to get married. Oh, our dogs are barking at something. Your dogs are barking. <laughs> My dogs are barking. Pull them out onto the porch. All right, Pull them out on. on the porch, y'all. Hold on, gang. You mentioned we're doing this on a screened-in porch, by mm-hmm. the way. How much more North Carolina can you get than that? With uh, crickets chirping, chirping in the background. So. Or chirping in the background. Chirping. Chirping. All right, so where were we? Uh, Rachel and Brian still together, but the bigger twist, even than that is that they're going to be doing an obstacle course. It's called Groom's Day. It'll be fun. It's going to be messy. Um, it's symbolic of relationships in that way. Uh, yep. It's, uh, I picked up on that, too. It's, well, a, uh, it's a metaphor. Rachel blatantly tells us <laughs> <laughs> that it's symbolic of relationships. You don't have to pick up on it. They They'll tell have you. named each of the course... Uh, Challenges, Stops. yeah. Yeah, after different facets of marriage. So there's the ball and chain. The old ball and chain. 
slippery slope. <laughs> yeah, I believe the, that is actually a uh, logical fallacy. Yes, it is. I'm not sure why that's <laughs> marriage. This is this is a rhetoric obstacle course, which, by the way, I would love. <laughs> There's the red herring. <laughs> <laughs> the ad hominem. The straw man. <laughs> you have to take down a scarecrow. All right, there's the cold. There's cold water, which symbolizes getting cold feet. Um, there's something else about getting over your exes. Yeah, throwing flowers in a bucket that and I didn't quite. And then they quite... have to dig a ring out of a cake, but they can't use their hands because Rachel's real insistent on learning how the men's mouth works. So how talented the men are. With well, their so mouths. she kept saying what that mouth do what that mouth do which so I googled this a little bit cause uh, what somebody said that last time Raven said that last time um and it's it's Urban Dictionary no Raven said something else I thought there was somebody had a what that anyways anyways it's not surprisingly it's euphemistic it has a sexual connotation <laughs> Uh, but anyways, but yeah, Rachel was real insistent on uh, on saying that. Um, all right, so let's get moving. Oh, I, also, I want to say that Brian's wearing a stonewashed jean jacket. That has to be mentioned. Yeah. Yeah. Um, also, one of the guys who, one of the less strong guys um, and less athletic guys, whose name escapes me now, says it might be who's smarter instead of who's actually physical that wins this. No. Definitely no, it won't be. Just like a physical obstacle. There course. are no mental challenges. The rhetoric. I feel like that's like us going to a 10k and being like, right. it's not always about who runs the fastest. I can outthink this situation. <laughs> yeah. Well, the rhetoric obstacle course would be about who's mm-hmm. uh, smarter, but that's not what this that's is. That's when you get to be the bachelor. That's when I get to shine. Yeah. <laughs> Ladies, let's see you take down these fallacies of argument. Okay. Uh, so they strap their balls and chains on. Um, they hop in their ice tubs. Clay They're all about equal in the ice tubs. And then we got a cheater. Well, we got a cheater. We got to say Clay is just totally like chilling. Well, because he's like, he's a football player. Yeah. And he's like, we take ice baths every day yeah. after practice. This is pleasant for me. Yeah, so did you buy, there were accusations of cheating from Lincoln. That that Lincoln was cheating. Those are strong accusations. Those are very strong I accusations. I also feel like, so Connor and a couple of people... Um, note that Lincoln cheated because he you're supposed to jump in the ice water and then set a timer and wait until the timer like is done. Like a Trivial Pursuit style yeah, like timer. Yeah, like a sand yeah. timer. And once it's done, then you can get out and proceed. And a few of the gentlemen seem to think that Lincoln did not wait until his timer was all the way done. Which, on the one hand, is annoying. On the other hand, I do feel like if he seriously cheated in a way that was really bad, it would have been obvious to, like, Becca and Brian and Rachel. Like, I don't feel like Rachel would let that go. No, right. Well, and the producers are going to respect the integrity of this game. (laughs) They're not going to let the results be tainted. Well, I agree, because also there's issues of... His his basis was saying, well, he jumped in the tub after me and got out of the tub before me. Well, maybe he turned his timer over faster. Could have been anything. Could have been any number Dude. of things. So I need I need more evidence before we can really Just let those... throw out these accusations. Right, these baseless accusations. That's um, a very strong accusation. Lincoln, to his credit, I mean, seemed to have some sort of inner drive, right. inner spirit. He said that he could hear a voice just saying to him, win, win, <laughs> win. And then he did it like four more times. Right. Win, win, win. 
So he was taking it very seriously. Um, Connor does make a good point, which said, he said, if you cheat on little games like this, what does that say about your character? Oh, I mean, sure, are you a cheater in relationships? Uh, he didn't. He didn't quite make that leap, which was uh, well, it's a pretty unintuitive leap. You're not just going <laughs> to automatically go there. Reminds me of. Eric from Entourage. I was getting oh e a bunch of the guys. Are, I mean, I guess if you watch long enough, people just start to remind you of other like. Mm-hmm. So I was getting vibes. His name was Eric, right? On Entourage, yeah, yeah, yeah. You just call him E. Well, that's I mean, what I everybody know, called him. On uh, yeah, his oh. boys did. Yeah. Well, are I'm you one of in his the boys. Entourage? I'm in the Entourage. Yeah, yeah. I'm basically turtle. <laughs> well, that's true. <laughs> I think like so you're a weird ways. cross between turtle and uh, the uh, the other Wahlberg. Right, the lesser Wahlberg. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. All right, so we got that, and then many, several people have noted that Chris. Reminds them of Crazy Eddie from Friends, Chandler's yeah, roommate. Yeah, I saw that. And that's the screenshot I saw was pretty compelling Yeah, of that. And then you and I both noted, I think it was Jason. I might be getting that name wrong. One of them looks like, uh, what's his face from 10 Things I Hate About You? Um, we were just talking had, about him because yeah, he had has a name. cult that got arrest. He got arrested for brewing kombucha. Right, right. Just recently. Yeah, because yeah. when all of the stuff came out with that small girl actress, right. I saw another a link to another article that was like other celebrities that have been involved in cults. Andrew Keegan. That's Ke- it. Keenan. Yeah. 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 Anyway, one of them looks like him. I just feel like there's a lot of like eh, this guy reminds me of someone. Well, they seem to have particular types. That they continue to go back towards. And I just feel like there's only so many types that fit into this kind of show. I mean, I'm going to throw this out there. I think Becca has the same type as the Kardashian girls, (laughs) if you know what I'm putting down. (laughs) And hey, there's a lot of... I feel like she has a good group of guys. There's a lot of good looking guys. She does have a good group of guys as far as like looks goes. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And And they seem nice. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, so far, I know we're only one episode in or two. Because even we'll get at the Connor situation, but even Connor repairs that situation. He came back from that. I was impressed. He repaired that. That might be one of the best handling of a bad situation that has ever been on The Bachelor. Definitely handled it better than Crystal. Yes, yeah, he redeemed himself a lot better. We'll get to it, folks. We'll get to it. Just be be patient. Um, All right, so Lincoln, in fact, does listen to that voice, and he wins the obstacle course. Again, Connor's pissed off because he thinks that he cheated. Um, And then we go to the group date part, or I guess rather the like cocktail cocktail, party, uh, after party for the date. Um, Lincoln gets alone time with Becca first, and this is important. Becca presents him with a picture of the two of them. So at at the end of the obstacle course, he got to propose to her, Mm -hmm. and they quote-unquote get married. Right. So she has a picture of them at the end. Framed photograph. Remember this picture. Don't forget it. It's it's like Chekhov's gun. It's going to come back later. Um, I'll note a couple of things about Lincoln and Becca's rapport. One, he's already calling her Bex. I like that. Uh, very early on, Isn't has a nickname that what for her. Call David Beckham. <laughs> Bex, is that right? I mean, I'll believe it. Yeah. I like how you laugh and scoff as if you know more about. Like, no, no. I just think that it's a funny nickname for David Beckham. 
Bex. Bex, yeah. It seems so like... Uh, sexy Bexy. Sexy Bexy. Well, it just seems so like informal. Um, and then Lincoln also says that Becca brings out the best in him for the last two days. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Since I met you yesterday, you really bring out the best in me. They kiss, and mm-hmm. he says that it is like flying to the moon on a Pegasus while dancing on a unicorn on a pot of gold. <laughs> and more. He I can't says, do and his accent. I, w- I was going to say, have you ever felt like that when you kissed me? No. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, I, re- I could come up with something like equivalent. I don't okay. think it would be as complimentary. Probably not. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like flying to... Toledo on a Southwest jet <laughs> that's run out of snacks. That's probably more of what it's like. Back at the mansion, Blake gets the first one-on-one. Neither of us really remembered Blake, so I guess he was one of the guys that they presented. Um, sorry, y'all. These cicadas are louder than a... <laughs> louder than a hen in a whorehouse. <laughs> <laughs> that famous southern colloquialism. You know, you spent four years in Charleston. I would think that you would have a I better... reckon these hens are more pissed off than somebody stuck on the Ravenel Bridge <laughs> at midday. <laughs> uh, where, what were we talking so about? So Blake is the guy oh, who right. rode a he horse. He rode in on a horse. Yeah. Yeah. They seriously are really loud, so we're sorry if they Yeah. We thought it would add to some of the ambiance, though. <laughs> yeah. Try to drown him out in post-production a little bit. Fix that in post. So he's going to go on a one-on-one. Um, Chris, a.k.a. Crazy Eddie, tells Becca, and I know you liked this quote too, that he wants to treat the woman that he marries like he treats his mom and his sister. To which I responded, well, that's gross. Yeah, that's <laughs> just wrong yeah. Really, either way. Either, however you either slice you it. What does that it. mean about how he's treating either Becca or his mom or his oh, sister? Nothing good. Yeah. Nothing I know he means good. to say, like, well, I'm I'm going to be a gentleman. But, yeah, ugh, I would have said something different there. That's like saying, like, I feel like this has happened in the past when, like, I'm going to treat you like I treat my daughter. And it's mm-hmm. like, that's disgusting. And then he asked her if she was a big Game of Thrones fan. So maybe he's into it. I don't know. <laughs> Um, one of the guys, and I couldn't remember which one this was, but he spent his time talking with Becca about how he was getting a feeling that they both wanted to be pushed intellectually. I have that in my notes. I have. I don't get that vibe from Becca. <laughs> she really wants to be pushed intellectually. Let's talk a little more about Nietzsche. <laughs> uh, what's your take on the Brothers Caramel? <laughs> um, well, and then let's get to the real throwdown of the episode, the photo fight. All right, Connor and Lincoln are having beef because Lincoln has, much like a small child, set his prize out on the table. And Connor, also like a small child, keeps flipping it down and saying, get that out of here. Nobody wants to see that, man. Nobody wants to see that. Well, and he says, it's in my face. And Lincoln says, it's not in your face. It's facing the other way. Um, And I have to note, too, the first time he sets it down, he, like, accidentally sets a little bit of it on the edge of the date rose. And the men act like he has touched the Ark of the Covenant or something. (laughs) Like, that. this is some, you know, sacred object that is not to be besmirched. And it is. Yes. Um, So they fight about it. It escalates. Um, 
Connor keeps flipping it over. Lincoln keeps putting it back. Connor at one point moves it across the room. Lincoln retrieves it, brings it back, puts it back on the table. And finally, Connor um, takes it and throws it over the balcony (laughs) into the pool. So, but this is another place that has a pool, right? This is not Bachelor Mansion. Some other place that has a similar setup with like a light-up pool. Down below. Are you telling me that there are two houses and they both have pools? I'm j- what I'm saying is, this is crazy. They are remo- they they tend towards a similar type of establishment well, to film yeah. there. Yeah, no yeah. shit. They're not filming in like a trailer. I'm j- <laughs> anyways, anyways. Well, I, I don't know what. Uh, I just thought it was funny because for a second I'm like, are they at the mansion again? Nope. Yeah, they are both in the wrong is yes. my take on it yep. Lincoln says I'm gonna try to do the accent okay. are you ready a little yeah. bit British like a little yeah a little British in there the, the picture yeah. is broken my heart is broken that wasn't bad my that was heart, pretty good my heart yeah. is broken yeah that was better than some of our accents have been actually yeah um, yeah some nice uh, phrasing there by Lincoln though he reacts very strongly um, and I- then I think the to me Lincoln's biggest fault or his big misstep, yeah. I guess, is that he immediately goes and tells Becca. Yeah, he. Get- I feel like it would have come out anyway. Yep. Yep. Well, the whole thing felt like six-year-olds. Yes. Fighting. And Connor definitely bears the brunt of it, and Connor, yeah. I think, was more in the wrong. Agreed. Like, come on, dude. You just need to be like Lincoln was being a little immature, but Connor was being very immature. You just got to let like it go. Any other fight with five-year-olds? The whole reason why Lincoln was getting such. Uh, like having so much fun with it was because Connor was reacting. Right, it's right. like we tell our six-year-old about the two-year-old. Like, just ignore him and he'll stop doing whatever it is that you're doing. Right, right. Or maybe just the picture's not in your face. Don't look at it. Um, yeah, I agree. Connor was more in the wrong than And Lincoln. Becca seemed to agree. Um, she said that it seemed, quote, aggressive and extreme. And that it was overly dramatic. And I do agree with her here. She said it's too early yeah. on for this type of behavior. It which is, is too, true. Yeah, like, that's absolutely. totally true. Right. Well, if he can't handle this kind of tension on week yeah. two, what is he going to do when there's five guys left? And, yeah. you know, exactly. Or when there's three guys left and they're all and sleeping they're all with her. Have, you know? yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah, um, imagine when they put the pictures up of that. Yeah. <laughs> Connor says that he's almost embarrassed. I feel like... Really? Almost? almost? Yeah, what does it take for you to be embarrassed yeah. if this is almost embarrassing? And he acknowledges that it escalated quickly. <laughs> <laughs> that escalated quickly. That escalated quickly. I mean, that really got out of hand fast. Then, I mean, you know, to speak to overreactions, the date is over. Oh, who gets the date? Jean Blanc. Jean Blanc. Who just comes card. in and crushes the date. Or the date. Yeah. Rose. While everyone else is fighting over the picture. Well, that's what always happens. I feel like you get swept up in this petty shit and, uh, you know, you always end up looking bad, even if you're in the right. Yep. Well, that Rose was Lincoln's to lose. That's the thing. This date Rose was Lincoln's to lose, yeah. and he lost it by getting swept up in this drama, and Jean Blanc was just cool as a cucumber and smelling probably a cologne with cucumber smelling infused amazing. in it. Yeah. We'll talk about that in a second, because I have something to say about it. Mm, uh, anyway, next day, back at the mansion, Lincoln is crying. Like, bawling, too. Like, not, not just... I, like, I mean, te- Genuine tears. Crying. Like, he's yeah. not... Because I feel like sometimes guys will kind of tear up. Like, the guy at the end of this episode, Alex, who's trying to, like, choke back tears. Like, I feel like that's what happens a lot. 
Uh, yeah, the guy who gets cut, who are like, who is that? And then oh, he vanishes. Yeah, that was sad. Yeah. No, that was awesome. I feel like Will's like teared yeah. up a little bit when he yep. was talking about his parents. Yeah, anyway, yeah. Lincoln is definitely crying. He's crying about the photo. Jordan says that Lincoln is showing ingenuity. 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 Yeah. Which, Which remember I don't know that. If he's tr- <laughs> is he trying to say that he's ungenuine? I believe in- so, because he or- uses it again later. Or that he's like an ingenuine. Like an ingenuine. <laughs> No, I, yeah, he doesn't. He doesn't like that Lincoln is crying. Yes, it's unclear. And I agree. Why. I mean, it was ridiculous. Yeah, but you know, Connor is like, I think I speak for the other men in the house, and all the guys are like, eh, that yeah. was a little bit of a strong reaction. Yeah, like actually, you don't. Yeah, right. And I this feel like that's what always happens. Is like you think that you're going to go up there and tell the bachelor or the bachelorette what's what, and they're going to, like, all the other people are going to rally behind right. you and have your back, and that's never what happens. That only happens when it's, like, Chad. Like, I feel like it has to be well, a yeah. Chad-level situation or a Crystal-level situation for that to be yeah. happening. But this beef over a picture. They're no. like, yeah, we don't, want our, we don't want our fingerprints on that. <laughs> Um. All right, Becca. I actually really liked this. Yeah. So old school, because this used to happen a lot, and it doesn't seem to happen as much anymore. Becca has no idea what she's doing on her date with Blake. Oh, Because yeah. she's left it in the hands of Chris Harrison. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. Harrison is on his game. He is on his game when he comes up with this one. Yeah. Yeah. So Becca and Blake end up in a warehouse in a kind of bad area of town. I thought for a minute that they were going to do like a fake, like they're getting attacked yeah. action scene, you yeah. know, and that They've they were going to be. Before. Yeah. Um, it's in fact not. Harrison is there looking pretty freaking dapper. Yeah, well, with a sledgehammer. He looked like he's, he's like in the fucking in, mafia. He does. Like with he's a sledgehammer. He's in like a black suit, yeah. but he has a sledgehammer. He looks like he's gonna break your knees. Hashtag yeah. Harrison for Bachelor. <laughs> I'm still arguing Baby, it. I you love like him. Harrison with a sledgehammer, I don't you? I would love to see Chris Harrison as the Bachelor. That would be fascinating. That would be entertaining as quick, if. quick side conversation. Yeah. He couldn't host, so you would have to pull in a celebrity host. Who do you want? I think that instead of pulling in a celebrity host, you would pick a female from the franchise. Maybe Becca. from Becca um, from, God, who, Chris Soul's season. She's like all up in Bachelor Nation. You know who I'm talking about? No. Or like Rachel. I mean, anybody, really. Yeah. You get a female host. Interesting. I like that dynamic Mm -hmm. change. Yeah, because I was going to suggest... Because they, like, know the show. Yeah. I don't think a celebrity host is the way to go. Well, you've got those group of celebrities that really love the show. Yeah, and I think incorporate them. I just don't think that they need to host the show. Yeah. I like the idea of, like, a woman, like, a to get the woman's perspective, Harrison. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that would be an interesting dynamic. That I would watch. I'm pitching it. I mean, I watch all of these. So yeah. <laughs> that I would watch and do an hour podcast about. All right, so Harrison has a sledgehammer. Blake is excited about the, quote, awesome onesie that they get to wear. <laughs> right, they wear some, and, and little helmets. Um, who else is there? Little John. Of course. I of mean, course Little John is there. That actually is awesome. Yeah. I feel like I'm way more excited to see Little John than like, oh my god, I can't believe like It's you know Armor Rappaport is here. <laughs> That's a better fake name than what I was trying to do. Yeah. <laughs> we turn- I love Armor Rappaport's music. 
we turn the corner and Thomas Sign is here <laughs> playing his hit single. I saw the sign. That's a real song. I know, but it's his cover. All right. Yeah. All right. You he were, does a, you he ruined doesn't, it. You ruined I, the I, bit. You're right. That's what happened. Yep. The bit is broken. <laughs> well, it's smashed My to pieces. My heart is broken. <laughs> the bit is smashed to pieces just be, like... I think I have to watch that I don't go Jamaican. Yeah. My yeah. heart is broken. You were right to do more English infused. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. All right. They're go- they get to go into the warehouse and take the sledgehammer and to the tunes of Turn Down For What, they get to just smash a bunch of shit. Yeah, that of course is related to Becca's past relationships. So a race car, supposedly the actual couch that Ari broke up with her on. I love that because she was like, I have wanted to burn this couch. (laughs) That should be in the Smithsonian actually. I don't really want uh, that being destroyed because that's a piece of American history that needs to be preserved. There are very few dates on this show because they've gotten so kind of like I don't know, um, theatrical, and um, I, there are very few dates that I'm like, I, I want to do that. This date, I was like, damn, I'm jealous. That would be really fun. It just, lo- I mean, I thought it looked awesome. No, it looked um, great. It, what would you like to smash? What I, I don't care. Yeah, it doesn't matter. I don't care. Well, they had a nice variety. A car, a, a fish tank? Was that the, related to their relationship? Or is it just fun I mean, to clearly, smash a fish tank? Yeah. I maybe it was representative of all that seafood that Ari <laughs> ate on their day. <laughs> just smash a big plate of crab legs. Yeah, smashing a bunch of TVs TV showing lo- the proposal. Well, I've always been jealous of that on How I Met Your Mother. There's an episode where Barney goes out to the alley right, and when smashes he's mad. a TV yeah. a bunch of times. Yep. I just think it's fun to smash it shit. It is fun to smash shit. And they really get in. They get into it. They have fun with it. They smash, like, bottles of champagne with a bat. Mm-hmm, that looked yeah. like fun. Yeah, no, that looked like a great time. So after they're done destroying things, um, they go on an evening date. And blah, blah, blah. That's yeah. what I have in my I notes, I mean, Blake said that... So I actually felt really sorry for... I feel like Blake earned a lot of, like, pathos on this date. Because mm-hmm. he talks about how his past relationship... He said, I love you early on... And he and the girl were together, and then the girl was taking a shower, and he looked at her phone and saw a bunch of texts that were like, have you dumped him yet? Yeah, that's interesting. I mean, that is a sad story, and I felt bad for him. It was unclear to me, like, so it sounded like the, he, the girlfriend had told his friend, like, okay, I'm going to break, her friend, like, I'm going to break up with him tonight. Mm-hmm. And so she was texting for, like, moral support. That's how I read the... I think she was texting, being like, is it over? Like, right, yeah, is it, it over? Have you done it yet? Um, and which I suppose you have to confront the person at that point. You can't just be like, well, I never saw this. <laughs> or just text back, no, I decided not to go through with it. <laughs> um, they make out, the date goes well. The second group date is announced at the mansion. Garrett says, the date card says... Love comes at you hard and fast. And then he looks super confused. He just seems... I don't know the nice way to say it, so I'll say he seems stupid. Yeah, a guy who likes really racist, terrible, conservative memes on Instagram seems stupid. Mm -hmm. That is a surprise, yeah. Um, Because you brought that up, so we talked last week about the revelation that Garrett was a terrible person Mm -hmm. via Instagram. 
We have to address the giant pile of shit in the room. <laughs> if only Literally. for our listener, Katie, shout out. That apparently, according to the interwebs, Lincoln is a floor shitter. <laughs> at work, a work floor shitter. A work floor pooper. He poops on the floor at work. This is according to one of his previous former, empl- former employers, employers yeah. or like co-employees. I'm unclear on the details. It's just out there. Right. Just It's got to be acknowledged that this rumor is out there. Wouldn't you... That's Garrett's still worse, though, right? Oh, 100%. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, I, I found out the floor shitting thing, and I was like, eh, I bet he had a good reason. Yeah. Still not Garrett. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he worked at a national park. And it was... <laughs> shitting on nature's floor. <laughs> Maybe, like our daughter, he just enjoys using magic potty. Yeah. You know, you gotta do that sometimes. Um, anyway, that had to be, had to be announced. <laughs> had to be. We can't, ethically, we cannot continue you the show without mentioning that. floor shitter on the show and not say anything not about it. Not mention something about it. Um, alright. Colton says that Becca looks great, but smells even better on the group date. Uh, you, sir, are no Jean Blanc. Yeah. Stay in your lane. Nice try. Yeah. Nice try, Colton. What are you, a Kelowna <laughs> No. I don't think so. You're not even a postrepreneur. I wonder if um, Jean Blanc ever finds a way to call himself a Kelowna Rex. <laughs> if not, we should find a way to do that. That should be like him. his trivia team name. Yes, yes. Um. All right, they are playing dodgeball so first they train and they have or they practice and there are some little kids that are like bossing them around that are trash talking them pretty hard it was a pretty i thought this was a fun group yeah, date it was cute um fred willard is back the reanimated corpse of fred willard i mean the only way to explain this is that he died some time ago and the bachelor is keeping him alive my notes just say that he looks even more like a corpse at this time <laughs> Yeah, and all the only real, like, they don't even use him. Like, the only thing he really says is, like, I played nude volleyball one time. He makes a balls joke. Yeah, which is, the nude volleyball thing is not really an image that you want with, with Fred, uh, Willard, Fred Willard. Or with anyone. Yeah. i tell you who I would want it with is Leo. Whoa. Well, let's that talk guy. about Leo. Yeah, so the yeah. guys are all dressed in, um, like, Steve Sanders, early 90s style um, neon tank tops. Yeah, green and pink. Green and pink. Leo is on the pink team, and he consistently ends up like everybody else is out. The green yeah, team like is immediately. all still there, yeah. and it's just Leo holding down the floor. Yeah, and he wins one of them. Yeah, he does. Yeah. He wins two. Or, yeah, you're right, one. He wins yeah. one, yeah. But still, to basically take on five people and win the dodgeball game is pretty amazing. Did you notice the... Th- I'm sure you, maybe you didn't. Did you notice the size of like his thighs? It was uh, like the middle of a Clydesdale horse. <laughs> <laughs> His legs are hung like a Clydesdale. <laughs> I mean, not like a not like a Clydesdale. Oh, I'm I'm misunderstood which middle you were talking. I thought you were saying here no, the I'm horse dicks like, his legs. No. <laughs> like the literal middle midsection. They were like a horse torso. Yeah. Oh, I see. Yeah. You're, got horse dicks on the brain <laughs> always yeah. Yeah. <laughs> sorry penises on the brain uh, um i i also have to mention to depart really quickly but we move past this one of the guys says 
this is absolutely the most important dodgeball challenge of my life. Are there other contenders? Yes. Like, are there other? <laughs> yeah. This is one this of my top five. Yeah. yeah, most important dodgeball games. Uh, um, uh, yeah, Leo killed it out there. Yeah. He, despite not his team not winning, I think he gave the best performance. And I almost thought he was going to get the rose just for that. Yeah, but she gives it to Wills. So we go, um, which I feel like is another, like, British Wills. Wills, yeah. Isn't that what people... That's what people call Prince William. Wills. Wills. There's, like, British royalty all over this season. All up in this. One people of them is a secret Katie member Wills. of the... Yeah. Secret of the British royal family. Um, at the cocktail party... All right, yeah. So before she gives the rose to Wills, um, we get a little bit more from Garrett, who says he just likes to laugh a lot and yeah. make light of situations. Mm-hmm. Like, when you're laughing with your friends about... Throwing children over the wall in Mexico. When you're laughing about illegal border crossings. When you're laughing about school shootings, (laughs) y'all. About those uh, crisis actors. It's just fun to go out and fly fish and, like, make light of mass shootings. Right. It's it's just a good time. I'm a good time guy. So, I want to say, since we're talking about it, did you see his apology... No, oh, this will be good. It was what 100% did he... bullshit. Yeah. Because he basically was like, I obviously need to be way more careful about like um, what I like on social media. He basically was kind of like, I just get on social media and like everything. Oh, I see. Which is total bullshit. Right. Like, no, you don't. Were there a bunch of liberal memes in right. there that he was yeah. liking um, left and yeah, right? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So I feel like it would have been... he. I liked a bunch of pride memes and a bunch of crisis actor memes. Uh, I'm just clicking yeah. left and right. I don't know what I'm liking. He's yeah. the worst. We don't like you, Garrett. Yeah, dislike. Yeah. <laughs> um, Wills is wearing no socks. Mm-hmm. To Again, no surprise. But a really sweet jacket. I don't even like know how to describe satin. it. It was like kind of that, um, like an oriental fabric. Yeah. Yeah, it had some kind of pattern on it. It was Becca really neat. tried to steal yeah. it, and he was yeah. like, I'm going to need that back. Yeah, I- I'm going to take that. Um, okay, big news drop. Huge news. Huge, Get ready, guys. Huge. Colton dated Tia uh, before coming on the show. So Tia of the uh, Wiener, Arkansas. <laughs> You're so excited to do your Tia I know. again. Yeah. I can't get it back. I don't remember... Hey, hey, y'all. It's just think Sling Blade, Channel well, Sling Blade. Welcome to Wiener. <laughs> Tia, who you might remember as the Ugly Raven. <laughs> <laughs> that is how I remember her. Uh, so how does Oh, that... but Dr. Tia to you. That's remember? right. She's, Thank you very she's much. She's a doctor, y'all. How did they... I just feel like it's weird. This world this is so incestuous. This supports what I have always said, which is that after you go on the show, you're just part of this private club where they all meet up and they all have like bachelor bachelorette like bang sessions key parties and they all date they all hook up with each other um and then i mean i think that's what's going on because when they get to bachelor in paradise a lot of times they're like well i was really hoping that um chad would be here because i met him at a party in la like i think they do a lot of promotional events now yeah well and there's like a whole seems like a whole beautiful room scene going on with just this crew well my not a tia's there am i right guys (laughs) oh Oh, burn uh my question though is how did colton get roped into this scene so early Early on yeah Yeah. i don't know there's also like weird connections because like um 
what's her face from Memphis who married the dick doctor? Oh, Carly. Yeah, Carly went on the Bachelorette or the Bachelor, but that was after her brother did Bachelorette. Like, I feel like there's weird. Um, I, there's just weird connections. Right. Well, do you feel like... Because Raven and Tia were friends. Right. Do you feel like they lean towards people that they know something about? Or I feel or? like the producers probably have a certain number of spots that are for just, oh. like, new people. And then maybe maybe they do... Like, if Raven is like, hey, I, hey, I got this friend. She's real pretty. <laughs> she's, a, she's a doctor. She... <laughs> She comes into my boutique a lot. Right. She lives in a place called Wiener. She ain't never hit anybody with a high heel like I did. <laughs> <laughs> and then the producers are like, yeah, we want that. Yeah, sounds great. Though we also, we must mention that the producers are doing a casting event in Scottsdale. I would love it if Ari showed up at that. <laughs> hey, guys. Or, I mean, how many of, like, how many people who, like, knew Ari, used to date Ari, yeah. are they going to get at this thing? You know, <laughs> Ari's preschool teacher, who's now, you know, 75. <laughs> All right, we got Okay, yeah, anyways. anyways. So Colton used to date Tia. So And Colton decides, which is the right move, instead of um, ignoring that fact, he wants to tell Becca straight up, like, this is, this is the deal. And Becca, I thought Becca was just going to be like, okay. And instead, she's really put off by yeah. it. Yeah. Um, so Becca For and Tia reasons. are friends because mm-hmm. they were both on Ari's season together. Right. Right? Yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah, Tia yep. was on Yeah, that. and she yeah. lasted, she made it was like in the top five. Tia was in like maybe top four. Oh, no, they did Hometowns. Yeah, so Tia, she was was, in the top, Tia made it far. Yeah, top four. So I think she's weirded out by that. Um, she just says that it puts her in a strange position, that she feels frustrated. She also noted that she was worried that Colton was coming on the show in the hopes that it was Tia, which is true. Like, when they go on the show, you don't know who it's going to be. Who you're going to get, yeah. So, I don't I mean, I don't blame her. I feel like the producers have kind of screwed her over on a couple of these guys. Right, right. Well, but you can tell what they wanted to happen, which is what's going to happen next time, is that Tia's on one of the dates, and then Colton's yeah. there, and it's like, uh-oh, is this exactly is awkward. Which exactly what happens next time, yeah. which is why she kept Colton. Like, I'm sure they made her. Sure, right. Anyway, um, so that happens at the cocktail party. Um, and then the, the Connor thing. You want to talk about the Connor recovery move? Yeah, okay, so actually that happened at the end of that group date. She gives the rose to, to Wills, Wills, and yeah. then we move on to the final cocktail party. Connor, again, redeems himself, brings a picture of himself on that date, right. and lets her throw it in the pool. That's clever. That's I good. That was funny. Yeah. And no, he was that's... like, let's just get rid of this guy. Yeah, no. And I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. I feel like he was like, I lost my head. Like, I yep. got swept up in yep. it. Which you could see. Sure. I could see how that would happen. Sure, absolutely. On You know, that's the thing is these are stressful events. It's weird watching this because it all seems so frivolous and, like, pointless but when you're in this situation, it feels high stakes and like a big deal. Yeah, you know? no, definitely. And so I could see losing your cool. I mean, I've certainly lost my cool about things smaller than that. Absolutely. Um, without cameras pointing Remember when at me. you threw the Subway cookie out of the car? I do remember. That's a great example. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much exactly the same situation. Yeah. Half of a Subway same cookie. Same, yeah. type, same thing. Because you wouldn't eat it. <laughs> that seems like a perfectly proportionate response. Um, Jordan gets naked. 
<laughs> no, I mean he he's wearing underwear. He For is, a minute, although, I thought fair, he was. The guys gonna... are like, this guy's just not wearing right. anything. They acted like he, he was totally naked. And for a second, I thought yeah, he was going to go like, that route. He's walking around, and I can just see his junk. And I'm like, he's has on not underwear. Really? Yeah. Um, he says that he's ready to blow the group away and make an impression. He, these guys, yeah, he does because he gets to stay. Spoiler alert. Yep. Um, well, so he's he, walking around naked. Chicken guy. Chicken guy, yeah. Super offended by this. The guy who showed up on the first night in a chicken suit tells Jordan that it's disrespectful to show up to a cocktail party in boxers. <laughs> and that Is it's, that irony? Yeah. Don't you think? Yes, I do think so. It's like rain yeah. on your wedding on your day? On your wedding day. It's yeah. a free ride, but you've already paid. It's exactly the same thing. <laughs> it's like a man who waits his whole life to take an airplane flight, and then he dies. It's like... Ha <laughs> ha, irony. It's like when you wait your whole life just to eat a Subway cookie, <laughs> and, and then, then the guy boyfriend. that you're with throws it out of the window <laughs> of the car. That's irony, folks. That's irony right there. Um, yes, so Jordan comes and interrupts uh, David while he's talking to Becca. And, I mean, David just totally flips out about it totally over i feel like david in a in, it's really impressive that he came off as the asshole in right, this situation right. and that jordan is like i'm like wow that guy's really keeping his cool no that's exactly because he, he should david again should have just let jordan like you know hoist himself on his own petard in this uh, mm-hmm. situation. And he, I mean, whatever. I don't think on night two, on the second cocktail party, that doing a stunt like this is really all that big of a deal. It's never a big deal on this show. Right. Like, and also, well, I feel like dude, if you, you came in a chicken suit. Right. Well, and I feel like maybe if you did that when there was three guys left, <laughs> and it was like after a super emotional night or something. I would love that even more. Yeah. Like, I think that that would be great. <laughs> I feel... <sighs> like, after they had been through the ringer, but like, it's a funny stunt... He pull, I mean, he's clearly a model. He knows how to pull it off. And, of course, David... David asks, is there any more to you than being a model? <laughs> There's a lot more to me than being a dude in a chicken suit. <laughs> he asks, is he here for the right reasons? We've got a potential uh, wrong yeah. reasons. And then David really obnoxiously says, she's clearly able to see some side of you. The naked side. Didn't have to finish it, dude. Right. Well, and he's like, you're in the wrong. There's no gray area here. Um, There's right and there's wrong. Like, no, you're, David's being a stupid idiot. Well, and yeah, that, yeah, I forgot about that, because he was like, do you, do, do you agree with me? Do you agree that there's, there's right, and there's wrong, and there's no gray area? Like, no, obviously that's not true of... I don't agree with that about most moral situations, yeah. let alone whether you should come in your underwear to a cocktail party on a television show. Uh, the classic philosopher's uh. dilemma. <laughs> yeah, Becca talks to Colton a little more. They kind of make it seem like she's going to cut him right there. Instead, she gives him a rose. Right. mentioned that David says... Uh, that I hope she can see the ingenuine side of you as well. And can, uh, Jordan says, it's called ingenuity. Ingen- ingenuity. Ing- I thought he said ingenuity. Ingenuity. <laughs> uh. uh, all right. So let's go ahead and get to the rose ceremony in which Jordan is still only wearing his underwear. <laughs> but he's wrapped up in a blanket. All right. Chris R., a.k.a. Crazy Eddie. Jason... 
John. I think that's the, the software guy. Software yep. guy. That's him. Who's mm-hmm. clearly there just because he's rich. Right. There are worse Clay, reasons to be there. Mike. Which one's Mike? I don't remember him. I, I have no recollection st- of such a person. You gotta start remembering. Yeah, yeah no, I feel I like know. the week three is when you can start like actually trying to. Yeah, there were still a lot of who was that except guy, except for those two guys at the end of <laughs> Rachel season, <laughs> who I still couldn't tell apart. Uh, Connor makes the cut. Leo, David, Nick, Kristan. Right. Jordan, Lincoln, Colton. Lincoln, I was surprised that she waited so long until the end. To get, I mean, if sweat. he won that contest. To her credit, I do think that even though they edited it to make it seem like she only thought that Connor was being crazy. Like, I feel like she probably was like, obviously this is half Lincoln's fault. Right, right. And like, why are you coming and tattling yeah. on someone on my group date? Yes. yes. Um, the only other thing to mention is that Alex who like they kept showing him mm-hmm. and I was like who is that guy I'm pretty convinced this is a new person they just shoved yeah, in this week yeah he's like really sad he had like I feel like he was partially balding or like had really thinning hair he just wasn't that well, he pulled out a bunch of his hair in frustration <sighs> over this episode he gets cut and just like says goodbye and then in his exit interview he just like loses it he cries in a really sad way. Yeah, yeah. It's really. It feels like something else bad is happening in his life. Like this was his I, one I was big like, shot. I feel like this guy's gonna go home and like off himself. Ooh, like he just seemed yeah. very emotionally destroyed. Yeah. Over almost as destroyed as Lincoln was when that picture got smashed. <laughs> My heart is broken. <laughs> and then we watch it with um, the subtitles on, and our subtitles just kept saying that he was quote chuckling sadly (laughs) oh Oh, the saddest kind of chuckling Uh, yeah oh man all right well i give a shout out to my mom who watched the show but is sitting here silently refusing to to participate refusing to participate and also usually we explain what happened mostly for her benefit because she doesn't watch the show but we didn't need to do that this time because she actually watched it with us so um, for the rest of you, sorry for all the plot summary for a show you already watched. We will be back next week still in North Carolina, y'all. Get ready for accents, y'all. <laughs> podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.